This is Pastor Joseph Davis. Thank you for joining the radio ministry of Truth Gatherers Dream Center Church. We believe the Word of God is the lamp unto our feet and it is a light unto our path. This Word will bless you right now. We got two dynamic speakers who are coming today. Two dynamic speakers and I am so proud of them. They're easy to train, they're hungry for God, they're open, and everybody, God's, you can't work with, let me say it like this from a leader's point of view, you can't work with nobody that God's not working with. That's the first thing. So it ain't about me, it's God first. You can't work with nobody God's not working with, but if God's working with them, you can join in with your part. And I'm so glad to do my part. They're a part of our ministerial training that we have. We have a big group of people who will be getting ordained in December, a massive group of people, prophets and ministers and deacons and evangelists. It's probably going to be our biggest ordination in the history of our church that's coming through. It's about 20-something babies about to be birthed in ministry in December. Give God praise for that. People are still hearing God about their calling. And the two that's going to minister today is going to be two of them that are in the class today. And so I reached out to them and I said, hey, uh, Collegiate Sunday is coming up. And um, um, do y'all want me to find a guest speaker to come in? And I was sending them to a text. I just want to do y'all want me to speak uh, appropriate guests for the Collegiate Sunday? I mean, what do y'all have in mind? Or maybe you all can speak what you think. And then one of them respond, Pastor, I think we can do it. I was like, thank you. That's exactly what I wanted you to say. Amen. And they are ready and they are energetic. And I want you to give them their attention because they got a word from God. Amen. And I want you to get ready, man. The first is first, it's going to be first minister elect Terrell Nelson. And then thereafter is going to be minister Kiera Brown. Amen. So let's give God praise for minister elect Terrell Nelson. I am absolutely uh, full. Um, I think that <clears throat> the Spirit of God has been dealing with me since yesterday. Um, it has been dealing with me since Pastor, Dro Pastor Joe uh, brought this to our attention. So as Holy Spirit have your way. As they were up there singing today, I heard the Spirit of God and I had to write it down that the Spirit of God say break free. Woo. And he says that you have the power because I gave you the power. Oh my God. This morning, he woke me up. I, I was sleeping and I heard myself talking in tongues in my head. And then the Spirit said, get up. I said it's early. I don't. I don't. I don't want to get up. I. I know. I know the assignment I got to do this morning. But he said it's not about you. So he said get up. And I got up and I cried like never before. I, I think that was the most crying I've done in a very long time. And Holy Spirit said, I had to empty you so that I can feel you. Whew. 
So I stand before you all um, thanking God for my pastor and Pastor Robin for giving me the opportunity and for training me. I thank God for you all, my family, my friends, uh, my family that's watching online. Um, we, we are excited. We are excited about the word of God. So if you all can turn to uh, 1 James, chapter, uh, 1 James 3, 1 James 1 and 3, I'm sorry, 1 James 1 and 3. I mean, James 1 and 3, thank you. Have your way, Lord. All right. For it says that, for you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So I've been thinking about that thing, and I've had to endure some things in my life for me to get to this place. And it says that endurance, it's setting your heart on a goal or a feeling to obtain something greater than yourself. The Webster Dictionary says that endurance is the ability to withstand hardship or adversity. The Urban Dictionary say that endurance is the ability to put up with, working through, going through, and lasting. But the Bible tells us that endurance is the ability to go through without compromise or wavering. Sometimes when you don't know what's on the other side, you start to consider the what ifs. The possibilities, the toxic relationships, the mistreatment, the contentment of being comfortable. And the paralyzing yourself to stay where you are. How many of you all are enduring something on this morning? And some of you all are sick in your bodies and you're just like, God, when are you going to uh, free me from this sickness? Some of you all are having a hard time on the inside and you're asking God, 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 when is my, when is my payday? God, I'm tired and I'm worn out. And God, sometimes I feel like giving up. So James tells us that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. And we know that that's a cause and effect. Something must happen for the results to be produced. What is the result of your endurance? Did you fight for a thing to gain something? And then it says that when the, when the faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. And it says that chance means the possibility for something to happen. In other words, that if you don't do your part, you miss the chance to grow from the season of endurance. Don't be so consumed with what's around you that you miss what's on the inside of you. Yeah. Then James 1 and 12 said, but God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation. Afterwards, they will receive the crown of life. And sometimes we don't want that crown because <laughs> I did it. <laughs> I think about uh, when, when Queen Elizabeth was given the task to uh, get the crown and she wasn't even in the running to get the crown that uh, her uncle was the firstborn, but the uncle gave the crown up for love. So her dad had to get the crown and she saw everything that the dad went through. And she said, Daddy, I don't want that mantle. But then the dad died and he said, do anything to protect the crown. What are you doing to protect your crown? What exactly are you doing to endure so that you can have the crown of life? How are we protecting the crown? Oh, oh, oh I'm sorry. This is Collegiate Sunday. 
we're protecting toxic relationships. I'm sorry. And, and, and we're protecting friends that, that, that don't do us no good. Mm. We're even protecting mama and daddy, and we know that they ain't been right since we were younger. When is the truth going to come out? But he said that God blesses those who patiently endure. And I said to myself, I said, well, God, that's an assurance that if, if I patiently wait on you, you will bless me. And it says that patient means to accept or tolerate delayed troubles or suffering without getting angry or upset. But are you productive in your patience? Oh, what a lazy saint said. Raise your hand. Are you productive in your patience? It says that if you can accept the things of this world, why can't you accept the promises of God? Oh, because you don't know them. You, 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 you don't know them. So, so, so how can you accept something or gain something that you never even knew that you had? The Bible tells us to be slow to anger. And studies actually tell us that animals get angry. Humans just get disappointed. And when you are angry, you are stepping outside of consciousness and stepping into a survival mode to defend yourself. And when we step into survival mode, we're telling God, get out of the way and let me handle it. We're telling God that, God, I, I don't know what it is that you're going to do, but I'm, I'm going to do what I know how to do. And I'm going to do what I, what, I, what I see. I'm not going to be before you long. I got three points for you. Write this down. This is good. Mind, body, soul. Endurance builds strength for what's ahead. It tells us that strength is the quality of being strong. What my athlete said. Raise your hand if, if you're an athlete. Oh, not many. Okay, well, that's okay. I'm not one either. But I got strong through some hardships. And, and we know that with athletes, you got to do a thing called, you got to condition. And just like life, God said, you got to condition. And that condition is the hardship. That condition is understanding what's on the other side waiting for you. But there's a difference between being tired and quitting. Tiredness is a part of the process. Quitting is losing motivation. That, 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 that when I endure, God said, son, you can be tired and rest, but don't quit because there's a greater mantle that's on your life. Don't lose motivation. Don't lose your motivation. And that when, when, when you lose that motivation, Dom, you know what he told me? I'll be there to pick you up every time. Every time. Oh. But it says that when you don't endure, someone else picks up your suffrage. What you don't endure. Okay, let me break it down. We talk about generational curses, right, Pastor Joe? 
whatever my mama, grandma, sister, great grandma, great great grandma, and I didn't know them, they probably didn't know me, whatever they did endure, I got to deal with it. And the Bible tells us that we were born into sin, but it's not even my sins that I'm dealing with. Oh. So, so, so I don't just endure for me, but I got to endure for my children and, and I got to endure for my friends and I got to endure for my neighbors and I got to endure even for my coworkers. Because I know that <laughs> the life that I'm living is not my own. And the life that I'm living is not the one that I wrote, but it's just the one that I'm living. It's not the one that I wrote and that I know my testimony that uh, one thing that I love about endurance is, is that when it's time for you to tell the testimony that you don't tell it from your angle, you tell it from God's angle because he wrote it. So, 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 so how dare you be the author of a testimony that you didn't even write? You just live that thing. Okay, I'm going to leave that alone. Second point, it says that endurance built self-awareness to sustain self-awareness tells us that it is the conscious knowledge of one's character motives and desires and a lot of times what happened is I work at the Florida State University and, and I'm an adjunct professor and also an advisor and a lot of times when we ask the students who are you they say but well my mama and my daddy and I've done this thing, and I've been in this place, but you're not telling me who you are, which implies you don't know. Why is it that when, we, when someone asks us who we are, we give our resumes? Oh, man. We don't realize that when we're going through a season of endurance, you got to watch that language. <laughs> because your mouth is what got you there. That the thoughts that you submit to is the thoughts that you become. The very thought that you submit to is the thought that you become. But, 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 but I like to think that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that he's Lord. So why am I submitting to thoughts and things that contradict who my father is? But then it says that when you learn who you are, you learn what to say. So when I don't know who I am, it's easy for me to just mess it all up. And um, But when I start knowing who I am, my language will put me in places and spaces that money can't. Oh, okay, so, so, so when I understand that who I am, then favor is activated. Favor is activated when I learn exactly who I am. But when I don't know who I am, I send myself through a pool of destruction. Because I, I got the vomit mouth and I'm just, just talking and, 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 and I'm committed to being right and, and, and I don't want to listen to anybody and, and nobody can't tell me anything because I don't know who I am. But when you understand who God has called you to be, you know when to speak, you know when to be quiet, but you know how to assume the position. And you tell God that, God, I'm going to stay right here until you're ready for me. 
that no matter what it may look like, I'm going to stretch my hands out to thee and I'm going to stay right here. But we don't realize that when we learn who we are, it promotes us to be good conversation starters. We actually know what to say, right? Endurance builds spiritual maturity. And yeah, I and mean, that's how I say mature. That, that's how I say it. Endurance builds spiritual maturity. And when you are spiritually mature, you understand the seasons. You understand what weapons you need. You understand what garment you need. You understand what language you need. You understand what people you need. You understand what the assignment is. You understand what the purpose is. And you understand what the, what the mantle is. One of, one, of my, one of my favorites is the farmer in James. He said that the farmer has been asking for rain. But this particular farmer wants God to come in the autumn and also in the spring as for a season. So what, why is this farmer missing two seasons? For farmers, there's a certain time when they plant seeds and they know how to plant those seeds, right? But then when the rain comes in those seeds, it produces a harvest. And so now they're in a season of expectancy because they know what season they're about to walk into. So my question today is, what does your soil look like when the rain comes? Spiritual maturity. Are you planting the right seeds? Are you tilling the ground? Are you being productive or are you just sitting there twiddling? Your fingers, as grandma used to say. She said, Terrell, don't be lazy. You're not going to get a wife. She said, you got to learn how to cook and, and, and clean. And I, I got to teach you how to wash hair. And I got to teach you how to uh, weed, go outside and, and pick up the leaves. And then and I got to teach you how to do all these things. Because she said that uh, you shouldn't rely on a woman uh, to do everything for you. And so I understand that when I'm walking into my season of increase and when I'm walking into my season of abundance, I'm not I'm going to know how to handle that thing. Because also with spiritual maturity, it gives me stewardship and I know how to govern what it is that I have in that season and because I have an ear because God said he didn't give us the spirit of fear but a power of love and a sound mind and because I have that sound mind I'm always in the position to hear from God but then there's this thing called selfish deliverance I got you. And selfish deliverance tells us that you just want to get delivered for yourself. But when you see somebody else jumping into a season you just left, you say, girl, I just got out of that. Help yourself. Because the deliverance isn't for you. Mm -mm. The deliverance isn't for you. So when you're going through testing, trial, and hardship, you don't realize how many other people, and, and God told me plainly that until you say yes, Terrell, there are going to be some starving people in this world. 
Because there are some people waiting on your yes to be set free. There are some people waiting on your yes to be delivered. There are some people waiting on your posture to get it right. But then I heard the spirit of the Lord this morning say, ask them where their hearts are. And I say, God, what do you mean? He said, well, they're going to church and they're working in the church and they do things in decency and order and in a good fashion, but they're forgetting about me. And he said, tell my people that I'm coming back for their hearts. <sighs> that if the heart is not where I need it to be, because God said that I'm not asking you to be perfect. But I'm asking you to be willing. And what I hear right now is that some of you all, faith is on the lukewarm side. But I'm not going to get in your business. And your endurance have been dormant. But how many believers have the faith to move mountains and not just for yourself, but for other people? And, and how many of you all have made it uh, through the storm? And so for, for me, when, when I was meditating and, and when God was dealing with me concerning this thing, uh, all I can think about was God. I had to endure uh, the, the fact that I didn't have a mom uh, for 17 whole years. And I had to endure the fact that, that daddy wasn't in my life. And I had to endure a disappointment and judgment and I had to endure a ridicule and, and scandal on my name and I had to endure God giving me this anointing and no one else in the family has it so how do they cover me Hell. I worship your God. And I had to endure heartbreak. And there were plenty of nights that I've cried. And I said, God, you gotta help me. Because I don't understand what's going on, God. God, I don't have a covering. But I need your protection. God, I, I had to teach myself how to pray. And every night I had to get on my knees. And I pled the blood of Jesus for my family. And my family is in good standing because the Bible said that the prayers of the righteous avail of much. And I know that when I got on my knees, I knew that there was going to be favor. And I knew that there was going to be a manifestation for my family. And despite of whatever was going on in my life, I knew that God was going to bless me because of the mantle that I had on my life. And I had to endure, but I made it. And I made it through the hardships. And I made it through the struggles. And I told God this morning that I used to cry because I was confused. And I used to cry because I was disappointed. And I used to cry because I didn't understand now. But now my tears are victorious. And now my tears are joyous. And now I understand the assignment. And I understand who God is. And my prayer today today every collegiate student stand please if you're in college every collegiate student stand oh Jesus
that my prayer today is that you all will assume the position and that you will get in the right posture with God. The Spirit of the Lord told me this morning that they are faking because it looks good to go to church. But you can practice religion, y'all. Assume the position. I'm just 25 years old. <laughs> I didn't understand this anointing and I didn't understand what this calling was. But what I did tell you was I didn't want to be cool and, and I didn't want to be too cute for God. And, 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 and I didn't want to be like the other people because somebody told me that when you find out who you are, do it on purpose. When you find out who you are. And so when you all are trying to fit in, you're fitting into the wrong kingdom. When you all are trying to make sense of, of what's going on, or you're dealing with insecurities, or you're dealing with betrayal, or you're dealing with this thing and that thing, you just got to assume the position and run back to God. Young lady. Holy Spirit, not, not today now. God said, come back. Whew. Come back to the place that you know. Come back to the one in true love. Because what I'm sensing is that Holy Spirit said that you've been looking for love in all the wrong places. Oh, Jesus. And when we don't know who we are, we're like chickens wandering with other chickens rather than soaring with eagles. God say, assume the position and get back. Have a heart's posture to serve me and I'll show you who you are and I'll tell you who you are and I'll tell you where to go and I'll tell you what to do. But he said, come back and it's going to require some work from you because Holy Spirit say that you have a little bit of a procrastination spirit in you. He say, get rid of it. And if you really want to know who I am, if you really want to get behind the veil, all you got to say is my name and I'll be there. Holy Spirit said, you no longer have to look for love in all the wrong places because I've already given you love. I've already given it to you. You just have to tap into it. You have to understand that love wasn't originated from the people. Love was originated from love. It wasn't originated from the people. So why am I going to look for love inside of the people when the people didn't make love? I got to go to the source that made love to fully understand what love is. God is smiling down on you right now and he's saying I love you daughter don't you know that the insecurities the low self esteem get rid of that stuff it has no room because he said as long as you be, keep being consumed it's going to block you from everything that I have for you so rise up, daughter, and be who God called you to be. Really quick, a young lady in the black shirt. Great, lift your hands. Black shirt in the back with the glasses. God said that there's more in you to do. 
But the issue is, is that you're trying to lean to your own understanding. He said that there is hurt in you, there is pain in you, but because you are so programmed to just endure, and so understand that we want to endure, but we want to be malleable. And malleability tells us that we understand what we've been through and we don't have to apologize about what we've been through. We don't have to apologize about the tears that we want to cry. I sense elevation for you. An increase is coming to your life. Elevation is coming. God literally wants a relationship with you, but you keep running. God said that I want you, daughter. God said the intelligence that I've gave you, the strategic plan of action that I gave, I gave you that stuff. Give it back to me and I'll blow your mind. Give it back to me and I'm going to blow your mind. And I'm going to do everything that I said that I was going to do concerning you. So you don't worry about the parents and you don't worry about the siblings, but worry about the ultimate parent. Why aren't you trying to please me? Please me. And if you show me your heart, I'll show you mine. I'll show you mine. Oh, Jesus. I got to sit down. 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 That's the word of God. That's the word of God. believing in me. I know when Pastor Joe first called me <laughs> and he said, uh, you know how he told Minister Kiara elect and Minister Terrell elect. I'm going to make y'all the collegiate pastors. And I said, who? <laughs> and Terrell was all excited. Praise God. I didn't say nothing. I was like, oh, no, that ain't it. That ain't, that ain't it. Yeah, you can, you can stop. You good. You good. You good. Um, I said, oh, mm-mm. So right after, he got a call from me about two minutes later. I said, now, Pastor Joe, I'm going to have to talk to you. Is, is you sure this what the Lord told you concerning me? I ain't got, I ain't got no training. I need to be trained. I need to be, I ain't, I ain't ready. I ain't ready. And he said, because you told me that, that lets me know that you're ready. And I was about to say, well, I ain't finna do it. And the Lord shut my mouth. He did like that. I said, well, all right. Tama come out, y'all. So, like Prophetess Katavia says, my favorite thing. I came from the bank to the front. It blessed me when she said too. From the bank to the front. So um, I'm not going to be before you long because really the word was already given. So I'm going to skip down um, a few verses. But um, the word that God gave me today is becoming fishers of men, ready or not ready or not and that's where I was ready or not I wasn't ready he said ready or not it's, it's time so we're going to go to Luke the 5th chapter 
Luke, and I'm going to skip down um, to verse 4 um, here, where it says, um, this is, we're talking about Jesus here, and um, him creating his first disciples. And on 4 it says, now when he left speaking, he said unto Simon, lunch out into the deep and let down your nets for a drought. And Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. And when they had this done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes and their net break. And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both the ships so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he was astonished at all that were with him at the drought of the fishes which they had taken. And so was also James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were the partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not, from henceforth thou shalt catch men. And when they had brought their ships to land, they forsook all and followed him. So today, we're going to become fishes of men, ready or not. So uh, we start this story. Um, Simon had already had an encounter with Jesus, right? He had already had an encounter with Jesus because Jesus had just healed his mother-in-law, right? From a fever in the, in the verses before, this is when Jesus was beginning to start his healing ministry. And so now we get to the point where Jesus is in. He's in uh, Galilee, and he is starting to teach to the people, and he's starting to spread his ministry, and we have Simon here, right? We got Simon, so we're going to skip down to verse 4 and 5, right? So we have Simon here. Now, this man, been, he's been fishing all day. He tired. He ain't caught nothing. He like, okay, you know, Jesus, he feel like he already tried. Now, I want you to understand, because he like, okay, Lord, now you didn't see me fishing, and now you done came, and you're going to ask me to go back out where I just came from. They were washing their nets. They putting it up. We done. I'm, I'm, I'm tired. We done. We done. And so Jesus comes and he says, okay, let me use your boat. Let's go out. Let's go out, right? Let me teach. And then after he's done teaching, he tells him to lunch out into the deep and let down your nets for a drought. And Simon answers saying, master, we done been here. We done did this. Well, what you talking about? That I'm a professional fisherman. Ain't nothing out there. Ain't nothing there. Right? Yes. Like, like us. That's what we do. That's what we do. Right? Right? And so the first point is, say, don't forget. Somebody say, don't forget. What am I saying? I'm going to explain it to you. That's what I'm saying. Simon had already had an encounter with Jesus. Just a few, I, I, I might, it could have been 24 hours before, right? And so God told me to tell you, never allow your current situation to cause you to forget your previous miracles. The trick of the enemy is to cause you to forget your testimony. So he, when he tires us out, we say, oh Lord, I'm tired, I'm done, I'm finished. And he says, do it again. He says, do it again, because the Bible declares that we overcome by the word of our testimony. That's what it says. That's what it says. And I can hear some of you, I can hear some of you, some of you say, well, well, 
God, I did it. I did it. And God says, yeah, you did. And you prayed the right prayers. You prayed the right prayers. And you said the right things. And you followed the right steps. He says, but my grace wasn't on it. What does that mean? You can be called but miss the appointed time. I'm going to say it again. You can be called and miss the appointed time. There are seasons to this thing. Okay, I'm going to let it go. We got to move. We got to move. We got to move. Rewind it. Rewind it. It's seasons to this thing. It's seasons to this thing. It's seasons to this thing. Man, it hurt. I heard it one more time. Heard it one more time. But then Simon says, nevertheless, nevertheless. We've heard that before, haven't we? We heard that in the Garden of Gethsemane where, where Jesus showed his humanity, right? And he was like, Lord, they finna beat me. I know what they finna do. I don't want to do this. I won't do this. They ain't worth it. I don't think they're worth it, but at your will, nevertheless, nevertheless, right? Nevertheless, so what is God saying? We don't need much faith, y'all. We don't need much faith. Some of y'all think that my faith got to be just so big. It got to be so big. I got to fast for 40 days and 40 nights, right? I got to... He just wants... And some of y'all yeses ain't even going to be no good yeses. Some of them going to be like, oh, okay, okay, I'll do it. That, that, was, that was Peter's yes. That was Peter's yes. It was just, okay, well, let, let me see what you're going to do. All God wants is a yes and a submission to his will. For the Bible says in Matthew 17, 20, all you have to have is the faith the size of a mustard seed. And you can say to the mountain, be moved. Okay, I'm moving. I'm moving again. I'm moving again. I'm moving quickly. I'm moving quickly, right? And so when they had done this, the Bible says they enclosed a great multitude of fishes. It was big. It is big. And so God says when we are obedient to him, he will bless us and the blessing will exceed our expectations. For in Ephesians 3 and 20, what it says, exceedingly abundantly. Exceedingly abundantly. What does that mean? What does that mean? In the scripture it says, they filled two ships, not one. He had his own ship. And then he had to call his friends and say, y'all come help us. And both ships were filled. We're going to keep going. We're going to keep going. And then when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, depart from me for I am a sinful man, O Lord. And that's where some of us are as collegians. Right? When we, when we see the awesome power of God, right? And we didn't have faith, right? But we did have a little faith. So we, we, we walked, we did it, right? We did it. And then we're like, but God, I missed it. I messed up, right? Or I'm not ready. I don't, I don't speak in tongues like Pastor Robin. She can speak too. My voice isn't bolsterous like Pastor Joe's. I can't sing like Minister Amber. I don't, I don't squall. I don't holler. I don't do none of that. <laughs> I don't do none of it, God. You know? 
I got more of a Mike Todd spirit, you know, not T.D. Jakes. And Jesus said unto Simon, fear not, from henceforth thou shalt catch men. Simon, y'all know who Simon is, right? This Peter, this Peter. He not, he not Peter yet. He wasn't ready for the call. But he chose him anyway. That's good, y'all. He wasn't ready for the call. He's Peter in the future, but this is Simon right now. Where Jesus says, Simon, Simon, the, the devil has desired to sift you as wheat. He's still Simon. And he tells him, fear not. For now you'll catch men. What is he also saying? What do you have in your hand? A, profession, a professional fisherman now going to be fishing for Jesus. He's going to be catching men. And what I want to say to you all today and what God has on my heart is don't let your current circumstance disqualify you. And I'm actually ending so you can come on. Come on. Praise God. I'm in. You know, thank you. Those soft melodies of heaven. Praise God. So can I have everybody stand, please? Everybody stand. I, Pastor Joe probably going to beat me for this, but I'm going to say it anyway. I was in a very dark place about two weeks ago. Um, I lost my uncle, my family lost. I lost someone, yeah, he already tapped me. I didn't tell anybody, I didn't tell anybody. And so the weekend of their actual wedding renewal, I went and I sung at a funeral and I got back on the road and I came back and I played at their wedding renewal. so broken. You know, grief can bring out a lot of things in you. Um, things that I thought that I had gotten over that were part of the past. I felt like it was just coming up. And I just felt like I'm, I'm by myself. Nobody's here. And I was like, God, I just, I can't do this. And then Pastor Joe called and said, y'all gonna preach. I said, I can't, I ain't got nothing. I ain't got nothing. Lord, I done lost somebody. I'm, I'm going through at work. I, I can't do this. And he gave me in my car. I was riding from work. And I was broken. I probably was crying. He said, ready or not. Ready or not. There are people that need to hear you. And I said, but God, I just want to be normal. <laughs> I want to be normal. I want to be able to go to the left, bop at the club, come to the right, and not feel nothing. No conviction. I want to live my life. But every time I try to step out of the bounds, your gut punch me back this way. And when I try to come up, your gut punch me this way. And this way, I'm just so hurt and broken when I get back to the middle. And he says, I have allowed that to happen to you because I will not let you ruin your life. 
can crush it. He'll crush it, but he won't have you. And I'll bring you right back here to me. So it's time, Collegians, it's time. It's time to be the generation that God has called us to be. The saints ain't old. We young, we young. We mighty, we strong, we, we feeble. We can stand boldly in the Lord. And he says, what do you have in your hand? Bring it to me. Bring it to me. And watch me give you all the desires of your heart. I'm going to open up the altar for those and for all the altar care workers can you please come and we want to pray with you I even hear the spirit of God saying there are some people that he's giving you dreams he's giving you dreams and visions and you tried over and over again and you failed you failed so you just stopped trying you gave up and God says do it again do it again because this time I'll be with you I'll be with you this time I'll be with you I feel that I'll be with you you are not alone you are not alone so Father, we thank you for your word. Who we thank you. It's heavy in here. It's heavy. We thank you for what you have done in our lives. Father, we ask that you take away the spirit of fear. For you did not give us a spirit of fear, but you've given us the sound of a peace of, of a peace of mind. that you take the limits off of us take the boundaries and the borders for when you also spoke to Simon you said lunch out into the deep I hear God saying some of you have lunched up but you're still on the shallow end and the reason why you can't catch the multitude is you haven't went deep enough you've been running to so many other things except to him and so he had to gut punch you because he wanted you all by yourself. God bless you. If that blessed your soul, we will love for you at your next opportunity to join us in worship every Sunday morning in Monticello, the Victorious Church at 8 a.m. Or our Dream Center location here in Tallahassee at 10 a.m. We would love to have you and your family, and we can't wait for you to join us at any of our locations. This is Pastor Joseph Davis. God bless you, and join us again.